So when you're working, you're you're saving into these different accounts and you you amass a few different types of accounts and we get the question all the time hey how is the best way if i leave any money behind and you know we have some clients that say i would love to bounce my very last check and then we have other clients that say well no i i, I have a goal to leave some money behind but what's the best way to do it what's the process there how does it all work and that's what we're talking about today we're basically talking about beneficiaries and how important they are for every single account that it's possible to add those to so uh, lots of information here. I think you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, we uh, there are a variety of circumstances. There's a variety of things that you um, might have to think through. Um, and so if you are listening to this and you're thinking, man, I just don't know if I completely got it all, make sure you go to our website, pomwealth.net. Go to the blog page. We have a lot of articles on a lot of topics, just like what we're talking about today. Uh, also there, to the right-hand side, you can uh, uh, go for, to our complimentary masterclass, which is called Three Keys to Secure Your Retirement. It's completely complimentary. We never ask for any money. And uh, we would, I think a lot of value is there. Uh, it's about 30 minutes or so uh, in that class. So feel free to sign up for that if you'd like to do so. Before we get into our show though, we do have a quick disclosure and then we'll get started. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice specific to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stancil and Merce Tariq. Welcome to our retirement action. And today on our show, we are going to handle a question that, uh, uh, again, Merce and I get quite often, and that is, what is the best way to leave money for the next generation? Now, I will tell you that in our, our practice, we have a lot of conversations and people will say a lot of different things when it comes to leaving money to the next generation. One of those is, I've already given my kids enough. I'm not really worried about them give, you know, having a certain amount of money. Uh, I, that's not my goal. My goal is for us to have a good retirement. And so I'm not that concerned about how much my kids get. And let me just say that that makes perfect sense. Uh, we are never ever advocating that you should not spend money to leave money to the kids. Now, some people do have that goal. They have the goal that says, hey, I wanna, I have a certain amount of money I wanna leave my kids. What we're really talking about here, though, is how to set things up so that if something does occur, you lived the retirement you always wanted to live. You spent as much money as you wanted to spend. You went on every trip you wanted to go on. But at the end of the day, there's something that is left and it's going to go to the next generation. What's the best way for it to be set up? And so we want to talk to you a little bit about how to do this. Some of our recommendations, I will tell you, this is not about uh, doing a will or a trust. We've done other podcasts on that. What we're really talking about is on the account level, 
How do we set things up so that it goes to the next generation? Now, there's a lot of different types of accounts that you could have. You could have IRAs, 401ks, savings, uh, brokerage accounts. You might have private property like a home or things like that, uh, life insurance or annuities. So what we want to do is talk a little bit about how we would handle those different accounts and some things to think about, maybe even who's best to leave it to from those types of accounts. So Merce, if you want just to tackle whatever you want to tackle on these accounts to kind of help us think through what we can do and why it would be beneficial. Yeah, sure. So, you know, as you as you enter into the retirement journey, you 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 probably have accumulated a couple of different types of accounts, like Graydon was saying. Um, and I think that the IRA and the 401k are typically the most common. And uh, every account has its own set of issues. IRAs, if it's a traditional IRA or a traditional 401k, um, that's taxable money. So it hasn't been taxed yet. So you got to think about your withdrawal plan on that. And then like Raiden was saying, if there is money left behind, um, how's it transfer over? And so the IRA, the 401k, those are the most commonly known that you, you can always add beneficiaries to those accounts. And it's usually pretty easy to do. Um, say you're at a Charles Schwab or a Fidelity uh, a lot of these institutions have made it possible just to go in, log into your account, and you can uh, you can add your beneficiary uh, online. Whereas used to be, you have to sign a piece of paper. And the the thing is, is that sometimes it's so easy to forget about these accounts. We've had so many stories uh, with clients that they just forget about this 401k that they they had from a job 20 years ago, and it's just sitting out there. And yes, there's money out there, but also there's money to be passed out there. And and sometimes you forget who your beneficiaries are. So I think it's really important to have a good tab on how you want to leave your money behind, who you want to leave it to, and where are these accounts at? So we're big, big on consolidation, if at all possible. With your 401k, you can, if you're not working anymore or you're above the age of 59 and a half, it's very easy to consolidate that down into an IRA, maybe at Charles Schwab or at Fidelity. And so the, the less accounts you have kind of consolidated in one place, it makes it a lot easier to keep up with those beneficiary designations. Um, now that that's the IRA, the 401k, and those are the most common when you think about a beneficiary form, uh, but there are other ones, other ones as well. So a savings account, just at a bank, you can also add what they call a TOD, transfer on death, or some banks call it a, a POD, payable upon death. And so what that does is if something does happen to you, the bank knows who has to come and claim it. And it's already written down on paper. It avoids any probate mess that you hear about sometimes where it, you know, the, it gets left up to the will and, and you go to the court systems and you have to fight over what was left in a, a checking account. So you can do it on a checking account, a savings account. You can add these beneficiaries as well. And so I, I would say, you know, as many beneficiaries as you can add, the better. Um, there's other accounts out there, but Raiden, let's talk about the importance of your assigning your primary, but then also you can add a contingent and then you can go further. Uh, so Raiden, you want to touch on that? Yeah. So most beneficiary forms are going to have it standard that you can add what is called a primary beneficiary, and then you can list contingents under that. We actually say that if you have what are called second contingents or tertiaries that you list them as well. So why, and what are we talking about? So let's just say 
that we're talking to a couple and the one is wanting to leave it to the other, they would be their primary beneficiary. So you would have, let's just say uh, we're talking to um, uh, a woman who wants to make her husband the primary beneficiary. Well, that's what we, that's easy. But now what about the children? So let's say that there are three children. Well, now you would leave the three children and you would put them as in most cases, contingent beneficiaries. So they're next in line. But what if each of those three children have two children? So you've got six or I'm sorry, yes, six grandchildren. So they would be listed as second contingents or tertiary. And it's really important, we believe, to leave all, put all of those down. Now, there is some terminology you can use that we'll talk about how to do that. But by listing them, uh, you can put the percentages exactly how you want them. But there are some pretty big tax benefits that could be there. And it is something that would, if by having them all listed, it allows for future planning uh, that could be very, very tax advantageous. Let me give you an example. Let's say that uh, going to my same example, that one of my three children uh, that I'm going to leave money to that's in an IRA, let's say it's in an IRA, they are very well off financially. They don't really even need the money that you've got. That's one scenario. The other one is they say, you know, I've got my child, your grandchild that's going to school, and I want to help pay for college with some of this money that's coming over to me in an IRA. Well, what a lot of people would do without thinking is you leave it to your child and they pull the money out of the IRA and they're going to pay their tax rate. And if they're a person who's making a good income, they're going to pay a very high tax rate because it just gets added on to their income. So if they're already earning a, a good income and then they take it out of their income, well, that's just taking their tax bracket to the top. And most of what you thought you were leaving to your child is going to Uncle Sam and taxes. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. So what that child can do, if you've listed, now this you have to have them listed. If you have listed the grandchildren, your child could what do what's called disclaiming and they could disclaim a portion of their inheritance. They don't have to disclaim it all. They could disclaim a portion of it or all of it, and it would go to the next beneficiary in line. Now, why would they do that? Well, instead of taking the money out, paying their tax rate and giving it to their child, your grandchild, if they do this thing called disclaiming, then the grandchild becomes the one who inherits it. Now, likely the grandchild's not making as much as their parent. Maybe they are in school. Maybe they're newly um, uh, graduated. So now they take it out at their tax rate, which will be most of the time a lot less than the parent. And so that's a huge tax benefit that gets overlooked so many times. But you cannot disclaim to the next generation like that if they're not listed. 
So that is a very big reason as to why you want to make sure that you have all of them listed because it could be a huge tax benefit in particular to IRAs and 401ks. Now, real quick, uh, Merce, could you talk a little bit about brokerage accounts? And a lot of times brokerage accounts, most people think go through the will, but explain how we can do that to make it a lot easier for those who inherit it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it so many times. Um, if you set up a brokerage account properly, you can make that that hardship so much easier. When I say hardship, just having to deal with um, the transferring of assets. Yes, you can do it in your will, and you can you can state who you want uh, to receive the whatever is in that brokerage account. You can do it that way, but once again, it kind of has to go through a process there. Uh, and it can be easy, it can be difficult. Um, but oh, another way that has a very straight answer is you can still add even to a brokerage account what they call a beneficiary designation. Um, and once again, uh, depending on the institution, they could call it a beneficiary de designation, they could call it a TOD, a POD, payable on death. Uh, so just check in with your, with your custodian like Charles Schwab or Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, and see what their process is. Um, I know Schwab uh, allows you to do it online as well. So, uh, but, but essentially what happens then is if you have someone named to your brokerage account, just like to your IRAs and 401ks now, all they have to do is fill out a form. And it's typically called like a death claim form that says, I am this person that was to be left the, to, to receive the money on the on the point of this person's death. So all it is is proving who they are versus having to go through the courts versus having to go through a, a judge and an executorship and stuff like that. So once again, a lot of power there, a lot of ease uh, once you use the forms, once you use a beneficiary designation. Uh, and then sometimes we people ask the question, and this is not really the beneficiary side, but it's more of the best money to leave behind. We haven't talked about life insurance yet, but life insurance, is left behind tax-free. So that's a huge advantage to your heirs. And you may say, well, I don't, I don't care whether or not the money is tax-free. I just, if, I, if I'm leaving them money behind, well, good for them. Um, but tax-free life insurance is a huge benefit to the heirs because they just don't have to worry about the taxes. Uh, the Roth IRA is another great one because it is tax-free, but uh, with the IRAs and the, and the Roth IRAs, there's a 10-year rule that the, the beneficiaries have to take out the money within 10 years. With life insurance, there is no rule. They just get a check and they can do whatever they want there. So that, that's kind of talking about if there is a, a way, the best way to leave money behind, it's ideally it's tax-free money, but we know that's not possible for everyone. But definitely possible for everyone is the ability ability to add those beneficiary designations. So um, a lot there. Raiden, you briefly started to touch on two, two major types of beneficiary designations uh, that we, we utilize quite heavily. And we think one uh, makes sense nine times out of 10, but there are scenarios where it doesn't. And that is the difference between per stirpes and per capita. Um, so if you want to touch on that. Sure. So <clears throat> the terms that Merce just used, per stirpes and per capita, I'm going to explain what they how they work. Uh, I will tell you that that most beneficiary forms, if we don't say anything, it defaults automatically to what's called per capita. So what that means is, is if I put down three beneficiaries, go back to my children again, and I list my three children as as uh, 
contingent or primary, doesn't matter, beneficiaries, and something happens to one of my children, instead of their inheritance going down to their children, your grandchildren, their portion gets now put over to the other two. So it goes sideways. So if you had three children, they were all getting roughly three, 33 and a third each. Uh, that 33 and a third now goes over to the other two, goes sideways, and now they're going to get 50-50. Most parents who have the IRA and are leaving it want that money, that portion that would go to that child. They want it to go to their children, meaning go down. And if you want to do that, and sometimes people go, wait a minute, what if another grandchild is born and I forgot to list them? Well, all you need to do is by the name of your beneficiary, put the term per stirpes. And what per stirpes means is that if that child is not, is not here, meaning they've passed, then their inheritance will go directly down evenly to grandchildren. So if I said, okay, I've got two, that child has two children and I put per stirpes by my child at my child's death, if they had died, it's just going to go directly down to the grandchildren 50-50. I don't have to put them down. I don't have to list them. If another grandchild's born and I forgot my beneficiary to, to, to update my beneficiary designation, the word per stirpes by the name automatically makes it go down in that direction. So in a lot of the instances that we are filling out beneficiary forms, when we explain that, a lot of our clients want us to use the term per stirpes because it brings everybody uh, into the, to, puts all the beneficiaries in the way that most people want it. So we know this is a lot. We know we've gone through a lot of information here. We hope that it's been helpful. Um, if you ever uh, would like to have a conversation with Merce and I, and you have questions, uh, if you go to our website, pomwealth.net, you can go there and you'll see a button that says um, schedule a 15 minute complimentary phone conversation. It's free. Doesn't cost you anything. It's complimentary. Our calendar will come up and you can schedule a call with us. But we certainly do appreciate you listening to our show. Uh, and we look forward to talking to you next time. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.